Welcome to today's podcast, a little bit after four o'clock on Friday, October 29th, a big, long Halloween weekend. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hi. We are just a couple of big things today on a lot of topics. And uh, let's start with hearing uh, Miss Thomas's 20 under 40 acceptance speech. An acceptance speech. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, like a real one. Like, I want you to do this on the spot. Uh, okay, so I don't know. Like, I first of all, wholly grateful and humbling and intimidating and inspiring and all the good and all the anxious thoughts, you know, after yesterday because there were so many people that were nominated that I know personally um, and some that I don't that are just like powerhouses essentially you know and like making such an impact in toledo um so so much so that i and you did (laughs) i mean but so much so that i didn't think that it was going to happen but i've just at a point professionally where i i'm like honored that i was nominated by eric like my most supportive friend you know what i mean just forever grateful i mean i cannot thank you enough for the impact you have had in my life like let's talk about that like just And my mom even shared that with me a couple weeks ago. And she's just like, you know, I'm just so grateful Eric is in your life. So thanks. You know, you're Um, welcome. I, I, you could have called me all kinds of names if I didn't nominate you. No, no. But, you know, and obviously being nominated for something like this is fantastic. Um, But we don't do the work for the acknowledgement. And then also not that we forget about it, not that we lose sight of it. It's just. We're so busy doing, trying to do the work and make change and work hard for the community and for ourselves and for other people. You forget about stuff like this. And I think once I remembered that 20 under 40 was like the next day, I got really nervous and had all the feelings. I'm just really grateful. There's a lot of people in my life that are so supportive of me and what I do and what, what my potential is. And I didn't come from like a traditional... I don't know. I, I I didn't come from a traditional background of like I went to college right out of 18 and graduated at 22 and started a career and have just been moving up ever since. I didn't even get my bachelor's degree until I was 27. And I started at 18 and I didn't finish until I was 27. And so that was 10 years of depression and failure and not knowing what I was going to do, not knowing if I was going to make it, not knowing if I was going to have success. And I don't even think I intended to find find it, if that makes any sense. Like I thought I was going to, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Not say do average things, but I just thought I'm like, you know, I'll get my degree and it'll be fine. So, But that's finding- important because there's a lot of people that like it. it's never too late. And I think, oh, yeah. you know, most most kids go into college thinking, oh, I have to do this in four years and be done. And sometimes it doesn't work out that way. And if it doesn't work out that way, that doesn't mean that you're not going to become something. That doesn't mean you're going to be a failure. It just means that you're on a a different track. Um, So I think it's important, you know, that 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 be the story and that you share that story, too. It you know, it was so hard. It was so hard going to college out of 18. I thought that that was what I was supposed to do. And I failed miserably, like fell flat on my face. And when you're failing in college, 
that's expensive. <laughs> like That's not cheap to do. Um, and then just trying to find my way. And, you know, I got laid off and that was how I ended up in Toledo. And even then I failed. And some people know me personally know this and others don't, but it was like trying to find my way. I have such a good relationship with Todd Crail with UT, the University of Toledo and with Jillian um, Bornack, who is the astronomy professor, because I failed astronomy twice. Like I took her class three times. I took science twice. I took math three times because I failed all of those times. Like it was just like I identified myself as a failure. So moments like last night where I'm being honored, you know, as one of 20, one of the 20 under 40 is a lot bigger to me than a lot of people realize because it's just like, I don't know, it's, it's that moment where you look back and I, I didn't even tell you, Eric, you know how Facebook will notify you of your memories. And it was um, uh, 12 or 13 years ago that I had quit college. It was that day and I made a post about it, about feeling like a failure and feeling like I wasn't worthy it was that it was yesterday, like that day. So it's just it was just a moment for me. I'm incredibly grateful. My mom, love mom, love my friends, Thomas, like all the professional people in my life that have been such an impact. I try to take something from everyone if, and, and not in a selfish way, but just in a like you are doing me the honor of being in my life. So let me learn as much as I can from you and use it to the best of my ability. You know, great speech. Well done. Oh, thank you. Wait, last night during so well deserved. The, <laughs> Thank you. Last night during the broadcast, did they like so? Chris Peterson announced the winners, and then did it go to you? And what it did. So it was intended to. I think it was intended to be similar to last year, where Chris Peters is recording, and um, she's standing in like a room, and she's announcing the winners, and we are all on Zoom. Not the winners, all of the nominees. So all two hundred and like twenty of us and past winners were all on one Zoom. And um, so when it when they announced two wins, then they would cut to that person's Zoom screen, right? And then I believe you just talk for like a couple seconds, like literally no more than 30 seconds. And they were having a lot of technical issues and I think it's because nobody anticipated what a Zoom with like probably 300 something people would do for the, um, operations of the ceremony and so it, it i mean probably the entire thing was had had errors and i know that they are probably not pleased with that um and so when we were on a zoom when we were on the zoom we were watching the live stream but not in the same way everybody else was so for us there were some errors and like there were moments where we couldn't hear her or when she would cut out but it was continuing so this the ceremony was actually still going and so I, like um they cut to me, like they cut to my video after they announced me. And I was the only video that they were able to be cut to, I think up to that point. And I was named, named 10th. So I was the 10th um, one. And so I remember cause Chris, Chris reacted. She's like, oh my gosh, I get to see your face. You're the first face I've been able to see all night. And I was just grinning. They didn't hear me, so I didn't unmute myself. So nobody could hear me. But um, it, it was and then Candace um, Harrison messaged me on Facebook and said I was the first face they were able to see from the live stream. So um, that was pretty cool. And the best looking face. Oh, thanks. At oh. one point, I saw myself like rocking back and forth because I was trying to stop <laughs> crying. <laughs> when you posted uh, the winner's graphic on, on Instagram, now granted it was a small picture. Sure. But I, I wasn't sure if I 
saw that it was you in your picture and then you told me that picture is quite old because it doesn't look like you anymore. Yeah, my hair is a different color. It was like growing out and it's a little shorter. And I think my face is a little rounder in that photo. But um, yeah, it's it was one. It was actually the picture. I that was around the time that I had just met you, Eric, because that was the photo that we had that was in the blade from our um, we had like a I don't know, an editorial or whatever you call it in the blade, like a two pager. And they had a big shot of Jordan and I kind of chilling on the uh, fireplace. And that it was that one. I'll, uh, I'm going to, I don't usually do new year's resolutions, but I'll make one right now in, in 2022, I will make an effort to get a good picture of you on my phone. <laughs> I appreciate that because you're, you know, the one with my eyes closed is not that bad compared to the others that you have. Like the one with Pete where I'm like, honestly, Bethany, like he, t Pete's on my back and he tried to take a picture of Pete, but he intentionally got me in it. And I'm turning my head to look in his direction. So like all of the chub that I have from like my ear down to my neck is like kind of pooling into one spot. And Eric takes a photo and then fucking shares it on the Internet. So, <laughs> I, yeah, he's he's really good at just he Eric is the typical male that doesn't understand that there are some pictures that live in existence that shouldn't Bethany, you know I mean? we're, Bethany, he's just that typical duck. There you go. Bethany, yeah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't belong on the internet. Uh, it's not that. No, never. Please, never call me typical anything. I am. I am offended and insulted. <laughs> How dare you? I. I know <laughs> that these are bad pictures. That's why I keep them. Trust me. There are terrible pictures of me, and bodies have been dropped because they've been kept and maybe even posted. So I am aware of how bad these pictures are, and. Uh, yeah. Right. So how do you feel when you like? That's how we feel when you do it to us. <laughs> well, I to be quite honest, I don't know if there's a bad picture of you because it it is one of the upsides of your yeah. downsided height is you are cute as a button at all times. You are. You're very photogenic. Ew, not even. It makes close. me sick. Makes me sick. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you've got a couple bad ones, but I'm okay. I love you for it. Just so if they're really terrible, like don't do it. The one of Floyd and I, I, I like hate that one. It's a great picture. Yeah. Um, Don't tell him because then he knows. Right. That's right. true. If you go, wow, we look great. Delete. Yeah, um, I'm going to um, untag myself immediately. Oh, Bethany just vanished for a second. Oh, did she? Um, she's got to come back because the next thing is up to her. And she is. Hi, welcome back. Hi. I Something was wrong. Like, I was super laggy, so I just restarted. Yeah, you were a little garbled as you were trying to explain how I was a typical male. Oh. Um, so I hear the child, um, can we go back to Tuesday? Cause the people on the radio heard your encounter with Ricky, but the podcast crew has not heard your encounter with an adorable little vermin that has popped into your home. He's my new bestie, my new pet. Oh, he's sweet. Um, he what a cute so little sweet. trash panda. I'll, I know. I'll start with what happened. Raccoon got into Bethany's house and you can take it away from there. So what happened was, is that we almost mistook this raccoon for my schnauzer because they look very similar. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, so he, he did get in our house. 
uh, our bedroom to be exact because we have a doggy door on our back door. And so he came in, uh, kind of hid in the corner and I just calmly, you know, let him know it was going to be okay. And, uh, that I could offer a few apples. Um, but then, <laughs> you know, mi casa es su casa. Um, just don't get in my bed. And so after a few minutes of coaxing, he uh, was calm enough to move out of the corner and exit. Kissed, I kissed the baby Yoda goodnight and went about his, his way and left. <laughs> oh, my God. I would have yeah, loved that. that <laughs> the craziest thing, the craziest thing, right, is so I'm like dead asleep on the couch. My kid is in bed. Josh is in bed. I'm passed out on the couch because I was watching TV or whatever. And uh, all of a sudden, I hear, like, my name. And it wasn't, like, a scream, but it was, like, a something is coming for us type of, like, name, like, calling. And I was like, oh, God. And it just pulled me out of the deepest sleep. And I knew that something was wrong. And so I go running to the bedroom, and there's a raccoon. That's like in the doggy door. And oh I'm like, God. hey, bro, what's up? Um, so, like, you know, Josh takes care of getting the dogs out of the way so that they don't try to fight or whatever. Um, and I just hung out with Ricky. But, uh, is that his was, name? Yeah. So, <laughs> this is probably, I would say maybe three years ago when we still had a roommate, um, his job was pest control. And so this one day he came home and parked his giant truck in the garage and there was a trap in there. And oh. in the trap was this baby raccoon. And I'm oh. like, oh no, 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 no. Like, what, what are you doing with that? And he was like, oh, well, I just have to, you know, I'll just have to take it out back and take care of it or whatever when I get home. He was running <laughs> like, out. Like, let somewhere. it go, he means? Like, let it go. <laughs> no, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. Oh, So no. I was like, oh. I was like, oh, okay, interesting. So he leaves. And I call my mom and I'm like, I can't, like, I can't let him kill this raccoon. It is a baby raccoon. Like, it's in this trap in my garage. He is not going to kill it. I don't, like, I don't care. I'm sure it's illegal for him to let it go. But if I do something and he doesn't know I did something, he can't, he can't do anything, right? Like, I'm, I'm home free. So my mom comes over and we, like, take the trap out of the, out of the truck and I get, like, dog food and I get all these snacks and I, like, put on this Tyvek suit that Josh has for, like, when he weed wax or whatever because he's super allergic to poison ivy. So I put on this like full Tyvek suit. I grab this track. I walk this trap. I walk all the way around to like the backwoods behind our house, and I like set up this little feast for this raccoon. And I let him out of the trap, and he looked like he just started scarfing it down. He was so hungry. He was so scared. Aww, I was sweetie. like, Ricky, like it's gonna be okay, bro. Like, so I this is the same raccoon. Life. I'm convinced. I I Aww. know in my heart of hearts that this is Ricky and he just wanted to come say hello and check in, you know, meet the baby. Oh, scratch so an eye just, out or two. <laughs> right, he just, you know, he just wanted to come. But, like, for all of the, um, the noise and the rustling and the shouting, Maddie did not even 
like move a hair on her eyebrow. This mm. kid was passed out, like That's ten funny. feet away, like her bedroom door open right across from our bedroom where this all happened. Didn't even like make a peep. Passed out. Didn't like. Didn't wake up. Didn't hear it. I'm like, yes, I have successfully birthed and raised a kid that will sleep through a tornado because that is how I identify. Um, I am a very good sleeper most of the time. Good for you. So yeah, she she slept through it, but I'm sure had she been awake, she would have been like, "Mommy, can we keep it?" Well, she can't this talk. So but, cute. Um... <laughs> well, she thinks she can talk. Like she honestly, she's at the point where she is just babbling, and I have no mm-hmm. idea what she's trying to tell me. But she will talk in sentences. Like she'll be like, "Say that one more time." Like she's like having full conversations with me in sentences that only she understands, and it's the funniest thing ever. It's so hilarious. You're extremely lucky that this raccoon was not far more destructive because I don't know. I know. I, I, think, I would agree. I think most of these situations don't end well. I, I, and I, think- I like most importantly, you have a doggy door that's open 24 seven. Like, does it not have a latch on it for nighttime? No. Okay. So the, the doggy door is in the, the screen door. And then mm-hmm. we have, like, an actual door that shuts as well. So, okay. But, like, if we're home during the day, like, we'll open the big door so that the dogs can go in and out. And so, obviously, this was at a point where, like, we're getting ready for bed, but Josh was just laying in bed in the room. So he opened the door so the dogs could go in and out and, like, go to the bathroom for the last time for the night. But <laughs> Ricky, he must have been, like, on the deck just, like looking for food or something because we always have animals on the deck mm-hmm. but tucker heard him so tucker like went flying out the door to go get him and but chased him in the house instead of away so he you know he was just scared that's one of the things that could have gone wrong that raccoon <sighs> if, if if it was an evil raccoon uh tucker or gus could have met their untimely demise I know, but they didn't, and everything's fine. And I'm not going to blacklist all raccoons just because one may or may not have done something at one time. You know? Um, Maddie had a good time last weekend with uh, with Elmoing at, uh, she went to, you guys went to the zoo, right? We went to the zoo. We did that. We did pumpkin bath. Um, and then... TSA had, like, one of the student clubs did a trunk or treat on Tuesday. So we did that as well. Um, and that time we tried the little bumper car hoverboard spaceship. Um, that time we let her go trick or treating in that. So I think that's what we're going to do on Sunday so that we're not, like, carrying her everywhere. And she can that was adorable. Like, get in and out. Yeah. So we'll just, we'll kind of take that and probably hit, like, where my parents live, there's a cult Zach, so it'll be easier to just let her, you know, chill around there and grab. I did, we, she doesn't really need to get candy, obviously, but we just want to like take her out and have the trick or treating experience does with it, her. So, does it ache that she's got to be in an Elmo costume as opposed to something Paw Patrol? 
No, because she has plenty of years ahead of her to be Paw Patrol. So, um, you you mentioned the trunk or treat, and we just did ours. It was very successful last night. I, I wish I would have gotten out there earlier, Good. but I, I had to be uh, here at the station. Hopefully, it will be bigger and better um, through the years. Kind of like how the old the old iHeart one grew from the parking lot to completely out of control in one year. Um, yeah, because yeah, you guys did that at the Andersons, didn't you? We we uh we, so the way this happened was it was 2013, and the forecast was a day like for today for trick or treating. And I told the morning show back then before I was on, it was like you guys should stay on the air until the mayor changes trick or treating, and they did, uh. and they did, and the mayor showed up and he was very displeased. Um. And I mean, it was going to be like a night like it's been for the last day, not like something where you can get an umbrella and power through it. It was going to be a a downpour. Um, So it got changed. And then we wound up having out of that, like we had a a small trunk or treat in the parking lot and we had to keep running to get candy like down at the Kroger on that used to be on Woodville. Uh, So the next year, well, after that, the sales team decided to sell it and it wound up at the Andersons. And I think the first year it was a cold year. And that kept it somewhat in check. Then the next year, which was probably 2015, we did two of them. One, two hours yeah. at the Mommy location. And then I'll, I'll, I will never forget. It was a warm, it was like a 70 degree Saturday afternoon. And um, there were too many people and we had to shut it down. And Really? Uh, okay, so that wasn't the year I was there. One of the years, because um, my cousin Carrie has fast signs and she like sponsored, she was like, we did it out of her truck or whatever. And that time I thought it was insane. So, But I don't remember what year that was. I, I know based on the weather. The first year, cold. So much, so cold that Megan ran into the Andersons and got gloves for everybody because it was so cold. That and might that, have been the year then because it was really cold. Yeah, that was 2014. And I think we only did it at the Mommy location. The next year, it was warm. Two locations. And... It was like 10 to noon, and there, each one was two hours with like an hour or so in between. And it was getting to the end of the window for that, the first one at, in, at the Mommy location. And somebody had to go tell the people at the back of the line, like, we're cutting this off. <laughs> like, you're not getting in. And it was Megan and I, and thankfully most people were, were, were understanding of it. But there were some people who showed up, and they were more upset at the amount of people and the length of the line... And I think it was that one um, where we wrap that one up and we go to the Toledo location, the Sylvania location. And there was already 50 people in line waiting to get in well before we were even setting up. And yeah, like I got real bitter and cynical. Um, like I get it. Like a pop- I mean, I would too. Popular radio station is promoting this thing and blah, blah, blah. But there was nothing like we did. I don't recall doing a costume contest or anything like that. There was candy and clients handing shit out. I know. I, I just don't understand why people would want to be a part of that. I, like you take your kid to Target, let them get dressed up and let them grab a bag of candy. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I but I, I feel like and it's probably because of the pandemic, um, but I didn't notice as many trunk or treats. Like, I feel like pre-pandemic, like maybe 2019, there was a trunk or treat like every day for two weeks. And I was like, okay, like that's, that's kind of excessive. You I, know what I mean? I, th- um, I, I was just going to. I think they're a good idea, but I think limiting them is probably a good idea because 
then then kids don't want to do the actual trick or treating because they've already got you know a shit ton of candy from trick or treat. That's exactly. You- Go ahead, Alex. Do you find that kids also are like I find my nephews were exhausted. Like they didn't want to keep going after a certain point. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like okay, let's go. Yeah, they home. don't last for it. They just don't you know? have the same zest for for life but as we used some, to when we were trick or They do not. They do not. Although because they're at like the same I'll time, just go buy my own candy. At the same time, some neighborhoods are a lot better than others. Because while they were exhausted, their neighborhood, like these houses had movies playing on their garage doors, like projected onto garage doors and like fire pits and like fun little contraptions and like haunted houses that were garages. So, I mean, at the same time, like some neighborhoods are just better than others. They're just stacked with Halloween yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's true. I did that's that true. with my best friend and his brothers um, when I was a kid. That's why I loved Halloween. Like we, we made like a little Michael Myers set up with like a fake guillotine. Um, I just bet you did. It, it, yeah, it, it was a blast. And there, and there was like a styrofoam head that actually got chopped off. It was great. Um, but that's what I wanted. I wanted to bring up. I haven't noticed if there's more or less, but I know there are certainly a lot of trunk or treats. And I think in the 2000s, we got away from trick or treating because I don't know why people didn't like handing out candy. Um, Parents or whoever were worried that people were going to steal their kids or something. Mm. And there were a lot of like business events, like malls would host them, or you could go to your CVS right. and get candy. And then, and then we got to the trunk or treat era. And if you're some type of religious building, you're definitely having a trunk or treat. Like you That's can't right. yep. drive, you can't drive past the church and not see a trunk or treat advertised. There's neighborhood yeah. ones, there's school ones, there's ones like we did. And I, I think we have, we have, I've hit my threshold of trunk or treats. Um, because there's too many to go to. Like one kid could probably go to three or four easy. So right. we had, and a tr- then why go trick or treating? Right. We had a trunk or treat at my apartment apartment complex when I used to work there, and it was my personal like I I mean I decked that room out. I decorated it for the kids, and then my favorite part, which was for the adults, was the music. Like I like curated a playlist and brought out my sound bar and put it in the window, so it was still in our like community room but it was blasting out in the parking lot and we just had a blast like had a good time and we have a lot of families that are um from another country so that live there and it was a good experience for them so i'm in favor of them but there's just so many (laughs) um switching gears here uh i wanted to get to this last week based based on some things but we couldn't couldn't pull it off i've been sitting on this topic um, and I thought it was a good topic because I can never recall, Bethany, you and Josh, or you've never brought up here with us or off the podcast, you and Josh are having a knockdown, drag out argument. Now, I do remember that he has quite the road rage temper. Um, <laughs> and I, I could totally see Josh pulling like an automatic weapon out of Maddie's diaper bag and blowing away somebody who won't move at a green light or something or people who <laughs> I can see Josh following people at Holland Sylvania and airport because people have run the turn onto Holland Sylvania fr- from the red light. So, and I could see him chasing them down and having a stern word with them. But do you and Josh have, have fights or disagreements? How do you manage those? Uh, I don't know that we, we've never had like a full on blow up like I need to leave the house before I strangle you type of fight um I I we're we're pretty we're pretty good with like 
compromising. Um, and I think a lot of times, like, even if we get mad at each other, we kind of like laugh and joke it off. Like, you know. ha ha ha, you just cheated on me. It's so funny. No, well, first of all, he would never do that. Um, and I am lucky in the fact that, like, he just does things around the house. And, like, I don't even have to pull that, like, you know, normal, typical wife stuff on him. Um, but. What are his, what are his weaknesses? Like, obviously, like, just doing things like that are strengths. What are some of his, uh, what are some of your pet peeves with him? Do I have pet peeves? He just walked in. I have pet peeves with you. Um, I I think sometimes, like sometimes, I think when he's trying to be really helpful, he doesn't really think it through mm. all the way, and I'm like, mm, I maybe would have done that differently, but I can't get mad because he tried. You know what I mean? Like he put forth an effort to try to help, even though he probably might have made a bigger mess than it would have been if I had just done it. Okay. But like, that's nice. So yeah, he, I don't. He I don't doesn't have that many. really have any weaknesses other than like automatic weapons and Maddie's diaper bag for road rage. <laughs> um, road rage. Sometimes I question his movie choices, or sometimes there's like YouTube videos that he'll pull up and think are really funny, and I'm like, "Are you a serial killer?" Um, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like other than that, like he's, uh, you know. I'm lucky, I guess. I would never ask, and and Josh, just other than the road rage stuff, he just looks like a kind person. Yeah, I would never he does. Ask, I would never ask those type of people, are you a serial killer? Because you might not want to know the answer. He does. Well, He's I so mean, I, sweet I, and gentle. I feel like at this point, I would know if he was a serial killer. It's just like, like sometimes I'm like... I don't, I don't see how that's humorous, but okay. Alex, I've been in their garage a lot. There, There is an endless amount of things that could dismember and destroy a body. Like, if I ever if I ever actually needed to, to get rid of a body, the first phone call is going to Bethany to get Josh and all his tools in his garage. Okay, but they're very organized, though. Yes, they are, which is a true sign of a sociopath. That is actually true. I- Who organizes them, Josh? Well, yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> Watch out, girl. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's. I mean, he is though. I remember when I met him, I like instantly just felt like comfortable because he's so sweet and gentle. Um, so I mean, right. I had to cut out for one part of this conversation, but not to say it doesn't surprise me that you guys haven't had throwdown fights. But I can see that. You know, that's really great that you guys compliment each other in that way. Right. Right. Have you ever found? Like six foot sized plastic get up anywhere in the house. What get up? What yeah, do you mean? Like a plastic suit anywhere? Mm. He's no. got that weed whacking suit. Well, yeah, the Tyvek suit. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Dexter, but that'll probably get the job done. <laughs> that'll do. Does he have any waiters? Like, <laughs> no, no. Like, honey, what do we need another cinder block for? <laughs> that's nice. I mean, that's helpful. I, like, Eric and I were talking about this at some, one point. I don't have a lot of, like, married friends in my life. I've actually been having a lot of conversations with Ashley as well. And, um, or I have married friends, but I don't have married friends that are, um, um, 
transparent about good moments and bad moments. And so as somebody that's coming into a marriage soon, I'm like, is it, I I mean, it's, we're at that point in our relationship where like, this is kind of hard. Like, this is hard choosing this person every day, you know, choosing to be together every day. And other people don't like outwardly share that information when they have those moments where they're like, this is really hard. And so... Yeah, I mean, I can tell you, like, from my, the last relationship I was in that was several years long and was a horrible failure, um, that uh, just, it would seem like it's simple, but communication is really, Mm -hmm. I think, how you don't get to the point where you want to bash each other's heads in, Mm -hmm. um, because I am 100% the person that will bury everything be like super passive aggressive let it just like Mm -hmm. pretend like everything's okay but bury it and then I will explode at some point and so Mm -hmm. um I've gotten a lot better you know whether that's just me learning or Josh being an easier person to communicate with um but I can communicate better I still have to work on it Mm -hmm. um but I know when I communicate things it, it early on um before i let it really bother me it it doesn't get to the point where i'm like oh my god i want to kill you yeah like i can communicate those things and then you know we'll work on it together or then he's at least aware if something bothers me or like then he knows certain things that might trigger me or just certain things like that so i feel like just communication even if it seems like you shouldn't have to say it or you don't really want to say it, say it. Like, don't yeah. keep that shit bottled up. Don't wait and see if it'll get better. Like, just express it right away. Make it known to both of you. And then it's easier to, to move on from that. Like, that's probably the main thing that I would say um, is really important to me. Just because I know that that's something that I constantly have to work on is just communicating sure. and not burying everything that's fair so yeah uh alex what are your plans for the weekend i think she muted herself oh <laughs> no she actually vanished uh do, are you oh, doing no. any, are you doing anything before going over to the uh to magic land before for trick-or-treating on saturday or anything tonight <laughs> Yeah, I have a lot going on this weekend. Um, we have St. Ursula team pictures tomorrow, and then I have a friend with a baby shower that's happening tomorrow as well, um, and some other stuff on Sunday. So I have a busy weekend, and next week is going to be absolutely insane um, at work, and then Tyler gets married on Saturday. So What's... ask me ask me how I am on November 8th, and then I might be okay. I will. What's so busy at work next week? Um, we have donor parties, we have, um, grandparents day, we have first Friday, we have a huge press conference for, um, our campaign for the expansion all happening within like three days and it's just going to be insane. Let's talk about that. You, uh, you sent uh, a press release to me and it looks like you've raised a lot of money, but you want more. Well, not, not that. I mean, yes, we want more. So we kind of started on this journey in November of 19. And, um, you know, we're, we were calling it the next big thing. And 
Um, you know, we have a 200 person waiting list every year and we really want to serve more kids. Not this year though, can't. right? Did, did you have some extra spaces this year? Um, it was a lighter enrollment year, but I think that was kind of all around everywhere. Um, it was like a fluke thing. I mean, we'll see what happens this year, but I think, um, I think, I think we'll be, we'll be all right. But, um, so we're at capacity. Like we can't, we can't hold any more people in the building. Um, so there were changes to the building that we wanted to make as well as do an expansion. And that would include um, along the Adam Street corridor, creating what we're calling like the community portal so that um, the, the public kind of has an entry into the school that is more accessible, like open daily, instead of just trying to schedule a time to get in the gallery. Um, we don't have to, you know, you're not just coming through the main entrance of the school, which then interrupts the day-to-day -day stuff. Um, I think it's a good you know, idea. Moving, moving the school store there, thing, you know, yeah. makerspace, things that can, the community can use, and it's a, regularly available. And on a place you can sell stuff and bring in some revenue. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's going to be great. Um, we're scheduled to break ground this spring, actually. Um, and it was slated as a $6 million campaign. We're about 4.8. So from now until the end of January, we're really trying to, to finish getting the last million that we need. Um, and now's the time that we're, we're going public. And so, you know, and asking anyone and everyone for donations to support it. Um, but did that's kind of what's going to happen on Friday. Did Gerke connect with any of the real local media to do a story about this? Yeah. Yeah. I know that we've talked to a whole bunch of people. We have an alumni that produces at um, channel 11, so they'll be part of it. I know that, um, BCAN is like our media sponsor for the, the campaign as a whole. So, um, they broadcast first Friday anyway, so they'll broadcast the press conference and stuff like that. But good. Well, keep your head above water, as tough as that may be for someone so small, but you'll be fine. I know, I know. So depending on um, what time or when we can do podcast next Friday, I will be at uh, the rehearsal and the rehearsal dinner for my brother's wedding. Uh, do you want to do in a podcast his rehearsal dinner or his wedding? <laughs> sure, let's, let's do it. I'll just um, put, put it on Facebook Live. La last thing. So I for until I can get Diddy to a vet, we're gonna go with arthritis, and I don't yeah, know I don't probably. know I don't know where. Um, but uh, a, a friend of mine sent me uh, some joint stuff that he used for his dog, and then I, I dug in a little bit, and then I wound up going over to PetSmart, and I had three things that I could go for. Um, one of them, well, actually, they were all very they they were all actually pretty expensive. Um, and I didn't want to go that route, especially for two reasons. One, I didn't want to go. I guess it's okay to give this stuff to a dog without getting uh, checking with the vet. The woman at PetSmart was like, "They're maybe they'll their their poop will change a little diarrhea, but there's no common side yeah, effects worse than that." If it's just like a supplement. I feel like it would be okay. You know? Um, how from what I get and from all the 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 dog ecosystem that I've been in, I've gathered that most of these joint support things, even like CBD for dogs. Um, I get that people have trust in these things. Um, what's your take on it? Yeah, I, I would think it's okay. I mean, usually if it's, you know, a, a natural 
existing no, 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 no. supplement I mean, or like what have you heard from people or what have you read about people who have used these things for for dogs older or younger dogs i i've only known things that are successful i have yeah. not you know it's not like the the chemicals that are for flea and tick or something like that where like the dogs have seizures like it's not i haven't heard anything like that i've only heard good things about about joint and that kind of stuff like it's not dangerous hi maddie <laughs> is she crabby i think she's hungry are you hungry are you um, hungry boo can i uh can i use the picture of her i asked about the other day where she's laying uh forehead down well side of her head on the floor <laughs> yeah her struggle bus picture. yeah that's a that's a good uh it's monday again picture yep um what is she eating besides uh well she doesn't eat candy right you haven't given her halloween candy uh, she was sucking on a Jolly Rancher, um, and a sucker, but that was, that was about it. Oh, she did enjoy a Twizzler. She, Any, stuff that she can, like, suck on, she likes. Um. What about, like, regular food? She pretty much eats anything and everything. Um, anything that's not super chewy, um, if it's in smaller pieces. She really likes vegetables. She loves potatoes and... Oh, her! I would say that her current favorite thing is pizza. Um, Josh like gave her his pizza crust one day, and she devoured it like it was the best thing she had ever put in her mouth. It was really funny. And so ever since then, like if we have pizza and she gets a pizza crust, she downs it. I don't know how because I would think that that would still be difficult for her, but she does have six teeth. So does uh. Does Josh, is he one of these people that doesn't eat pizza crust? Uh, I mean, sometimes he does, but sometimes he doesn't. Like, he was fine with just giving it to her. I think the pizza crust is the best part of the pizza. Yeah. It's just me. Um, but, yeah, I think he can he can do without it. Wow. Um, you might want to see if there's any rooms that you don't go into often in your home. And just knock on there and see if anybody's in there. There's not many rooms in my house to start with, not so I don't think is, there's is there a any secret, room. Is there a secret hatch in your in your garage somewhere that you don't know about? No, like prisoner nope. style. I don't. I don't think so. Mm. Well, that's because he's hiding them from you. He did lay some plastic in the crawl space, so maybe mm. he was planning on storing the bodies in there. Um, all right. Well, have a good weekend. Hopefully, she enjoys trick or treating, and uh, I look forward to Paw Patrol costumes <laughs> next year. Yes, I hope that she. We'll fit in them. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, bye. Bye.